The Altar Life. Two hours of the best Christian music. The Altar Life with Brent and Jeff. Some things just can't be explained. Like, you know when it gets dark and the lights go out and the power goes out and you get your flashlight and the batteries are dead. Why is that always the case? The Altar Life with Brett and Jeff poses that question to you. Because it's unexplainable. (laughs) Definitely is unexplainable. And you've all encountered it. You're like, what? You (laughs) wait. Next time the power goes out, you're going to be searching for that flashlight and all of a sudden... No power. And those batteries. And you're going to be looking for the batteries in the dark. Yep. That's the way it always is. Yo, what's up? It's Saturday night. I'm Jeff. And I am Brent. And we have another great show in store for you. Lots of great music, audio adrenaline, nevertheless. Adam Watts, the almost. So keep it locked here for the next two hours. Uh, We're going to rock your world. Uh, And uh, (laughs) uh, we hope hope you uh, enjoy um, the topic that we have tonight. The topic is Ground Zero. We are in a war, and we're going to be talking about the spiritual battle. Not just the, oh man, I messed up today, and people are annoying, but there's actually you know the spiritual realms, and um, it's a lot more intense than we uh, give the enemy credit for. So we're going to be talking about that. we got lots of great music centered around that topic, so keep it locked yeah. here. We're going to dig into our topic for the evening, Ground Zero. We are in a war. And uh, Ground Zero. Who is Ground Zero? We are Ground Zero. And, um, you know, there's a spiritual war that's going on that that we can't see. It's invisible, Jeff. It's it's like happening right around. It's happening right now as we're talking. There's there's uh, a spiritual war going on. The enemy hates Yeah, he's probably hates us. <laughs> standing right over us like, what are you doing? Now, yeah. probably one of his little demons because he's got more important things to do um, <laughs> than bother with just a little pasty white brent and jeff but uh, <laughs> uh you know the enemy still you know doesn't like what's happening here and uh we don't care yeah <laughs> because god is with us and uh whenever god's on your side you are the outnumbering factor and uh, that's what we're excited about um and uh, we're gonna be talking about it tonight ground zero yeah the I mean, human soul is ground zero yeah that's <laughs> true yeah, we are in a war. And you know what is crazy about this war is that we don't see it. You know, it's invisible. Um, real life, real issues of life, like in the spiritual realm, are things, you know, happen in a place that we can't see. And um, even our even our relationship with the Lord. I mean, if you're saved and you know that you're saved, um, the mere fact that, that you have God speaking to you and that God, you don't see God. It's not something that you see, but is it is it something that's that's real is god real well absolutely he's real and you can see the effects of of uh you know think about that dc talk you know yeah. um, I feel, you know in that one song of dc talk where it says i i can hear the wind you know and i can see the wind but um this is the effects of the wind but i can't necessarily the wind itself yeah um and it's kind of like that you know there is a war going on you're like no there's not yes there is and <laughs> just because you can't see it doesn't mean it's happening um the the idea that there's like these angels and demons doing battle is like kind of scary and Lord of the Rings like, but yeah. it's the truth. Like if you if you uh, look through Scripture and um, just see what God has to say about angels and about demons, you know it's it's scary stuff. And um, you know there's a lot of things that um, we as Christians encounter um, when you're, especially when you're walking with the Lord. Like you're going to be getting hit on every side and. The, we have, you know, it's three against one in, in a sense. We have the enemy himself 
doing battle with us. We have the world throwing everything at us, and we have our own flesh that betrays us and like, yeah. <laughs> and is trying to bring us down. So then, you know, we definitely need somebody helping us out, and, and God is on our side, and um, that is the only way that we can um, outlast, you know, in this war that's going on. <laughs> it's yeah, the like only he's, way. he's our nuke, right? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> he's the big, he's the big yeah. missile that we. He's have. the H bomb. <laughs> Not just the God's the bomb. He's the H bomb. <laughs> yeah, that's ridiculous. Whatever. <laughs> but we're just thankful tonight, just to be um, thinking about the fact that God is on our side. That God is our commander-in-chief and uh, he's the wise one and can bring the artillery in when necessary and um, we can take comfort in that tonight it's a pretty cool uh it's a pretty cool thought to think about i'm in the lord's army yes sir i may never <laughs> march in the infantry or fly over calvary I no, mean, cal- cavalry it is saturday night we are talking about the fact that we are ground zero in a war and um you're saying yeah i don't really i still don't believe you you know i'm not in a war look i'm sitting on my couch drinking my favorite um, beverage like Kool-Aid or something and I am sitting here just enjoying listening to the altar life and uh, there's nothing going on there's no war well if there was no war then why would God in Ephesians chapter 6 need to have um, warned us and commended us to say finally my brethren be strong in the Lord and the power of his might put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil wiles of the devil (laughs) <laughs> I always thought that was funny. Wiles. What are a while? I don't know. I don't know. But I don't want to mess with the wiles. I know there's way. feminine wiles. <laughs> really? Devilish wiles. Ooh. I don't think there's masculine wiles. No, that's because we're cool. If there was, <laughs> I definitely have them. <laughs> no, <I'm> just kidding. <laughs> but why would we need an armor if we weren't in the battle? If we there was no battle going on, why would God be warning us to uh, to make sure to put on our armor? And the enemy's really smart. He doesn't come at you with like physical you know armor like this big armor guy chasing you <laughs> and then because you'd be able to get away in that instant you'd the be Terminator. like because you just hear clank 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 you're like oh it's the enemy <laughs> go hide somewhere <laughs> it says if further down it says for we do not wrestle against flesh and blood but against principalities against powers against the rulers of the darkness of this age <laughs> against spiritual hosts of wickedness in the heavenly places therefore take up the whole armor of god that you may be able to withstand in the evil day and having done all to stand that's crazy to think about that there's like these other places that there's wars going on. Like uh, if you haven't gotten the idea yet, that's what we're talking about tonight. Um, but the enemy, he's going to hit you and you're not even going to be able to see him. It's kind of like, you know, you see in movies and there are people that have their invisible power and they're like, you know, I'm over here. No, I'm over here. And they're like, oh, they're scared and they're running away yeah. and they're getting like hit <laughs> like from every side and they can't see where the blows are coming from. And that's what the war for our soul is like you know the enemy's not taking a back seat like eh you know I'll get to him eventually but I'm just gonna sit here no he's on the, the proactive and we need to be uh, not just on the defensive um, you know blocking those blows but we need to uh, be on the offensive as well you know with the armor the armor and you know the sword God gives us a weapon too so we always mention that verse about the fact that the enemy is like a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour I mean he is out to get us kids and uh folks and uh, <laughs> listen up kids <laughs> listen up <laughs> and he is out to get us and um and so that's why we need to be we need to be protected I and mean, we need this protection um, we're going to get into maybe a little bit later um you know, what those kinds of things are that we need to you know use to protect ourselves um but 
do a little uh, role playing yeah. or something like that. Or something like that. <laughs> Have you create some crafts and make uh, armor. But, Out uh, of pipe cleaners or something. We are talking about Ground Zero. Not just uh, the place, but our souls and the war that's going on there. That's what we're referring to as Ground Zero. And the war that the enemy has brought to our front door. And that rhyme. <laughs> that's good. You're very poetic this evening. That is really neat. Neato. I'm a poet, but my feet show it. I'm lo- they're long, long fellows. <laughs> that is a grandma so joke. I know. <laughs> so, uh, you know, we've already established that. All right. Hopefully at this point you've realized that you're in a war. And, uh, <laughs> Period. <laughs> the and, altar line. And God asks us to put on the armor of God. And um, this war that we have, it's, it's an invisible war, um, but it's real. And uh, the things that we use to defend ourselves and the things that we use to fight the enemy are things that we can't see as well. And um, there are things that are spiritual in nature. And I think, Jeff, you had a verse in, um, you had a verse somewhere that talked about this war. <laughs> yeah, sorry. Second Corinthians chapter 10 is all about the spiritual war, so you should read it. Uh, but I'm going to start in verse 3. It says, For though we walk in the flesh, we do not war according to the flesh. For the weapons of our warfare are not con- are, ooh, are not carnal, but mighty in God for pulling down strongholds, casting down arguments, and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God. Mm. Which, obviously, the enemy, that's what he loves to do, is exalt himself against God. Bringing every thought into captivity to the obedience of Christ and being ready to punish all disobedience when your obedience is fulfilled. That's pretty intense, but that's what's going on. There are people and things and beings that are setting themselves as the opposition towards God, and um, we need to be willing to fight for God and fight for our own souls um, so that he will not um, overcome. We will not be overcome. I'm sorry. Yeah, sometimes we're just confused. Like, we're having a bad day, and we think, like, the thing that really is our enemy is some other person. You know, like that part of it says, not flat. we don't fight against flesh and blood. It's not like we need, um, God's like, okay, well, get a sword, but um, you're having a rough day, so go out and buy the biggest sword, <laughs> dangerous sword you could get so that you could defend yourself against the enemy. No, you'll feel, feel secure about yourself. <laughs> yeah, it's, like, it's not like go buy a piece. It's, uh, it's like that's <laughs> not piece. the... That's, that's not He's the... packing heat. It's not, yeah, that's not, that's not the point. The point is, is um, you know, we have spiritual weapons and we have spiritual armor. And God talks about that in Ephesians chapter 6, which we might get into a little bit later. Um, but uh, I guess for now, we should move on to our next song since we've been talking... We are back with a vengeance for another hour of great music, great truth, great real, great period. We haven't said that in a while, music, truth, real, period. That's our motto. Don't wear it out. (laughs) (laughs) So uh, we're here until 11 o'clock, so stick around, won't you? Please. We would like to have you with us until the end of our show. It would be good. Yeah, but we're going to delve into something that's um, that's frankly just unbelievable. Unbelievable. You know, thinking back to our childhood days of going to VBS, Vacation Bible School, in the summer. Yay! VBS was just... There's a lot of things about VBS that were you would only find in VBS yeah. a lot. Like bug juice. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to drink juice made of bugs. I mean, what, what, what are we talking about here? It was just like a popsicle melted into a cup, basically, is what it tasted like. You're just like, ugh. But you're like, yes, bug juice. That's what <laughs> I want. Animal crackers <laughs> and cookies. 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 They're always like the the reject cookies. Though. Yeah, right. It was like sugar 
dogs. <laughs> There's like little dog cookies. You're like, that's not animal crackers. Are supposed to be like circus animals, <laughs> not like Very dogs nutritious. or cows. <laughs> Very nutritious dog cookies and bug yeah. juice. Mm. Well, think about it. You get to Wake Bob School like eight or nine o'clock, and then they would just give you that at like twelve. Like that's malnourishment, I think. <laughs> But anyway, when you got to Vacation Bible School, there was lots of stuff. There were skits yeah. and puppets and all that kind of stuff and yeah. silly songs. But the best thing <laughs> was when you got to make the craft. Craft time. Popsicle. Oh, yeah. Popsicles. We're talking about mass amounts of popsicle sticks. And glitter. And pipe cleaners. <laughs> pipe cleaners. Amazing. <laughs> Do people the even clean, <laughs> clean pipes with pipe cleaners? I don't know. I don't think so. What pipe would, you know, <laughs> be a able to <laughs> I know. That thing would be like done in, in like three seconds. But the best was like with the vacation Bible school craft helpers or whatever they were, they knew how to make like they could make like the Venus de Milo out of like paper mache, and it was like wow, this is amazing. And it, it was all within ten minutes too. Like you could make like anything, and they got these things that were you can't find them anywhere. Like little beady eyes that roll around. Like where do you get that stuff? Just go to find a VBS teacher. And why was it cool to make a potholder? Like, as a kid, <laughs> what were you going to do with the potholder once it and was And it wasn't made? even big enough for a pot. It was, like, big enough maybe for, like, a dish. Like, a small tea dish or something. Like, oh, this is too hot. Like, if it wasn't for VBS, people who made beady eyes would definitely go out of business. <laughs> it's true. Where else would you they use owe beady it to eyes? Us. <laughs> they owe a lot They should to thank us. VBSs around the world for, for their sales of beady yeah. eyes being successful. But, I don't know, VBS was pretty ridiculous. Blue sticks. And everything you else. Could go on and on and on. But we won't. We'll save you that horrible pain. That was Stop It by The Almost. Too bad that we're not going to stop. Period. kind of contradictory. Stop it. Almost. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, uh, I don't know. I think that was The Almost' first time appearance on The Altar Life. I don't know if that's true or not. I just made an outlandish statement. It's, I don't think it is. We had that one show where we ended on that Almost Oh, that's right. Song. That was last week. Yeah. I was such an idiot. Uh, the Altar Life <laughs> with Brent and the Idiot. <laughs> Why don't you email us at the idiot at thealterlife.com? No, well, seriously, you can email your requests at requests at thealterlife.com. You can email us something that's unbelievable at unbelievable at thealterlife.com. And if you have a cool cat, somebody that you'd like to nominate who is uh, just a, a cool brother, cool sister in Christ, did something cool, whatever, the cool cat, or just cool cat, at thealterlife.com. All right, that was our double play, the second half of it, worth it all by Disciple. Disciple double play, that's a fun thing for a show like tonight. It's the loudest double play ever. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, but that's gonna... officially a twin killing. <laughs> <laughs> A six four three twin killing. The anyway. life with Brad and Jeff. <laughs> uh, we're gonna keep going and talk about this armor and what is the kind of armor we're supposed to have. Um, I'm gonna read the, some verses in Ephesians chapter six, um, verse fourteen. Stand therefore, having girded your waist with truth, having put on the breastplate of righteousness, having shod your feet with the preparation of the gospel of peace. Above all, take the shield of faith with which you will be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked one and take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. And that pretty much sums up the armor that we're supposed to have. Um, you know, having a having a, our, uh, a belt of truth on, 
uh, getting our breastplate of righteousness on. <laughs> Get our sword on. You don't have many breastplates anymore. Yeah. <laughs> you don't see a lot of that anymore. No. Do our army folk actually wear breastplates anymore? I don't know. I it's probably do. like body armor or something. That was back in the day where our, you know, war consisted of getting in your outfit and then just walking into the other person's sword and hoping you live. <laughs> you know, like, and line up and run at each other. It wasn't very much strategy. Like, let's just <laughs> walk toward him and try to beat him before he beats and us. And they would wear, like, skirts. Like, <laughs> I'm wearing my breastplate, but you can hack my legs all you want. <laughs> like, that made no sense at all. But, but uh, actually, in VBS, you probably did make some... Uh, yeah, you got to... I mean, that's a classic VBS, the whole armor of God. I mean, that just... That's, that teaches itself. You make your shield of faith with your poster board, your red construction paper to make like a Christian cross or American Red Cross. You need your glue stick to be able to put the handle on the back. Yeah. You know, to glue the handle and then on the, the yards of felt <laughs> and all that stuff. <laughs> the sword of the spirit, that was always the most fun. But yeah. then they like lamed out and made like balloon swords for you, so they would yeah. just like pop. Because we can't give weapons to children. Nope. <laughs> and go ahead and slap some beady eyes on that sword. Too. <laughs> what sword do you the call that? The sword. It doesn't look. Look around. Gird is a funny word. The altar life with Brent and Jeff. <laughs> um, stand therefore, having girded your waist with truth. Having you know, be prepared with uh, with truth, and and allow that to, uh, you know, when they would go to to war, they would secure their tunic in such a way that they could flee. They could. You know, be agile, and they would they would run. And we need to have truth be the thing that allows us not to trip up, not to to get uh, caught. And uh, we got the breastplate of righteousness. You know, uh, there's lots of different things that you can say there. Got to have our hearts be pure. You know, to protect our hearts with righteousness. Um, and there's other things, Brent. Yeah, like shod is also a funny <laughs> word. <laughs> and uh, you're supposed to shod your feet with the preparation of the gospel of peace. You know, the, the word, the gospel, the good news um, should be with you wherever you go. And prepare, being prepared to speak the truth. The Altar Life. Music, truth, real, period. All right, Ambassador, hold your ground and, you know, having your feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace. You know, they were actually, uh, the old Roman soldiers, I believe, they would have these, like, big spikes in the bottom of their shoes that they would actually, you know, hold their ground. They would plant in and they would, like, dig into the dirt because, you know, in a battle, if it was rainy, it was muddy. And I'm sure, you know, with blood and all that stuff making everything real yeah. muddy, you needed to be secure and able to stand. And what, what else... Uh, are, oh, helps you stand in the word of God, the gospel. And, um, you know, we, we talked about it, the shield of faith, um, how a lot of times the enemy is going to be taking shots at you, shots of doubt, shots of uh, lust or temptation, and your faith is the only thing you can that can make you stand. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's the only thing that can protect you from all those, you know, doubtful arrows yeah. or whatever he's going to be shooting at. I yeah. think one arrow that really a lot of times hurts a lot of believers is that arrow of condemnation where... The enemy, you know, you screw up or something and that, you know, but the enemy makes you feel so bad about it and people can get stuck in. We think we had a, we had a a show a while ago where we talked about the big gorilla on your back. (laughs) That is condemnation. It can kind of take you out of play for a long time. Um, You know, but the shield of faith and what you believe to be true can save you from that, from that, um, that particular arrow. Yeah. The, um, the helmet of salvation you know, just knowing and being secure in your salvation. Cause again, doubt can come in. You yeah. can, that can be one of the things that, you know, in your mind, you know, in your heart, 
that you are saved and and God has not only you know the Bible says that you've been saved you are being saved and you're going to be saved there's like these three different places where but you know that you're saved and because uh, you know your helmet you know he's going to be taking shots at your thought life and and um you know just anything you know to 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 clear your or I'm sorry to cloud your judgment and you know we're saved uh, from all those sins and all those things that he tries to hit us with um, so that we know that we, you know, just like taking every thought captive, all those things that we talked about. Yeah. And the only offensive thing that we have in this armor is um, the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. And that's why here on the altar life, we try to mix in a lot of the word of God, because the word of God is the is the thing that the Bible says it cuts between the marrow and the bone and the marrow, it can kind of get in there and, and it sorts out the good from the bad. It sorts out the, the good intentions from the bad intentions. And, um, you know, it can, it can, the word of God in and of itself can, uh, like we talked about a couple weeks ago, can actually get in there and fight the battle for us. Just got to let it out of it, let it out of its cage. Classic crime, the fight kind of what we were talking, just talking about being in a fight and having the armor of God. But Jeff, the truth of the matter is the armor of God is all stuff that the God's given us. I mean, it's all things that come from him. And the point is, you know, he is the, the master of um, defending us. And we don't have to defend ourselves. He's already in the process of defending us at all times. Yeah, we could we could do a show on each item of the, the armor of God. Yeah, and that would could. be, you know, just an entire show devoted to the helmet of salvation or the shield of faith. I mean, we've done shows on faith. We've done shows on truth and, and those kinds of things. But, you know, how how perfect it is. You know, in Isaiah 54, 17, it says that no weapon formed against you shall prosper, that the enemy's throwing all this stuff at you, but God has given us the ability to withstand, to, you know, having done all to stand. That's what, what the Bible says. And, you know, nothing that we're going to face is too much for us to handle because God is greater. We're going to end the show tonight on with a little bit of a story time, and we're going to take it back to the OT, back to the Old Testament, and we're talking about a man named Elisha, who God calls a man of God. So, Jeff, you want to kick us with that? Yeah, this is Second Kings chapter 6. Here's the scene. The king of Syria is making war against Israel, and he set up his, his armies in the, the camp, and it says the king of Israel sent... Um, someone to the place of which the man of God had told him because God had spoken to Elisha and um, he says he warned him and he was watchful there not just once or twice he actually set up camp to be on the lookout he wasn't just like well I dealt with that thing once or twice and there was nothing wrong so I'm just going to leave it open he continued to be watchful which is very important for us because the enemy may lay low for a while you know he's like that that lion that's you know, roaming around, um, seeking out his prey. So we need to be careful. And it says that the king of Syria sent his horses and chariots and great army there, and they came by night and surrounded the city. And when the servant of the man of God arose early and went out, there was an army surrounding the city with horses and chariots. And his servant said to him, Alas, my master, what shall we do? And, you know, this guy just sees this whole army, and he's just, like, freaking out. It's like, how can we beat this? This is terrible. And I love that he calls Elisha the man of God. You know, it's it's kind of like you can put yourself in the scene as that man of God if you were, you know, standing on the, the truth of God's word. So he answered, do not fear for those who are with us are more than those who are with them. And Elijah prayed and said, Lord, I pray, open his eyes that he may see. Then the Lord opened the eyes of the young man and he saw. And behold, the mountain was full of horses and chariots of fire all around Elisha. 
So when the Syrians came down to him, Elisha prayed to the Lord and said, Strike this people, I pray, with blindness. And he struck them with blindness according to the word of Elisha. And that's an incredible thing, to know that God is right there with us. Even though we can't see him, we have faith that he is there fighting the battle for us. And through the cross, he's already he's already won. And um, he's the one that's going to bring the horses and chariots of fire to, uh, to destroy our enemies. So gird up yourselves with the armor of God. Put that armor on and trust the Lord to win your battles for you. And until next week, be cool cats. Live for Christ. Period.